Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation. Your host, Dave Sturcio, alongside America's fan, Keith Ernst, and, of course, nationally known comedian, Brett Ernst. Guys, another week of OTAs. How are we feeling about the 2021 Dallas Cowboys? Super Bowl. (laughs) OTAs. I'm OTAs. Just so you know, I just came back from Dallas. I was was in Austin, Mm -hmm. and... They are very optimistic and, you know, so there's people that are excited about this season. A bunch of little Sturges running around in Austin. A ton of little Sturges. And I had some people come up to me going, I mean, what about Mike McCarthy? I go, I'm you. (laughs) I'm all that. But Keith, another Keith, another week of OTAs. Uh, What what kind of stood out uh, at you? you, Did you really catch any of this? Once again, uh, you know, this is what I've been saying from the beginning after the draft, because everyone, you know, that what they, whatever comes out of anyone's mouth, especially a fan, obviously is they're, they're just repeating what they heard from some pundit on ESPN or something like that. Right. And the big thing against uh, um, uh, Nashawn um, Robinson, right? The, right. Nashawn the, Wright. Nashawn Wright. Sorry. The big thing on him was we took him, or oh, we took him way too soon. Mm-hmm. But nobody actually really saw this guy play. Right. Obviously, our scouts did their homework, and I think other NFL scouts did their homework as well, because that's why we grabbed him in the third round. Yeah, just so because like, Mel Kiper is no, saying just you know, say fifth or sixth round, you know, then that goes into Little Sturch's head, who comes, you know, who comes <laughs> on the podcast after the draft, saying, "I can't believe we took him so early when we could have got him in the fifth round." We don't know that. I Obviously, think, I this think kid I'm starting is to blowing it up in pra- like, yeah, blowing I- it up in practice right now. I think I'm starting to get the hold of the whole stop like worrying about like the draft grades like like or or like projected rounds. I think the Cowboys this year in particular decided to uh draft need and when they felt like they just needed to go get the guy they wanted instead of like, well, he's predicted in the six, we shouldn't give him here. Mm-hmm. No, that's the guy that McCarthy and 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 uh you know Quinn wanted. So they went out and grabbed him and, and Wright is turning heads. In OTA, so definitely something to, to say about that. Well, you know what? You know, oh, Glaber. No, I was going to say too is that's that's why I was saying I don't care about pits and all the hype. We you draft for need, and also too, um, you you this is really good for our skill positions, right? So you you ain't going to really see who's going to pan out in, in the interior line in OTAs. You True. know what I'm saying? Or, or yeah, you know, or no, you can't really tell. You can't really even tell what linebackers dropping into coverage. You could tell between receivers and cornerbacks, and that's why this is really, uh, mm-hmm. really good news, man. You know, and and again, I was going to call that as well with Keith, but you already said it with Mel Kuyper. You know, just because Mel Kuyper, these idiots, and they are a lot of them, don't know what they're talking about. And I hundred percent agree with you. And if they were held accountable every time they're wrong, they wouldn't even have a job. They're like glorified weathermen. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't even think they're fans of the sport. You know what I mean? I think they're just they just like this type of stuff. They, you know, I don't know if they really understand the game and how the game works. I guarantee you, has Mel Kuyper even been in a locker room before? I don't know. I don't know. I just know that he goes into like a dungeon. Now, like you, you what you um you you know what's if if anybody wants to look this up, it's actually kind of funny. Howard Cosell, right? When the ESPN first started televising the um the draft, it was like in a banquet room, right? Mm-hmm. 
like yeah, a yeah. little tiny banquet. Regardless, Howard Cassell showed up there, and they interviewed him. And he, and Howard Cassell was like, "This is stupid. This will never catch on. I don't know what you guys think you're doing. Nobody wants to see players get drafted. You know how he was so outspoken, right? But how wrong was that? Right? <laughs> now they're like, making it. They're making it. <laughs> like spectacles now at this point they're i know like, i know. You know but one thing one thing is for sure i've been to a draft they're free well, you just have to show up you just have well, to show up early what's up what where do you think mel kuyper went into college uh upsala excess community college just he never even <laughs> <laughs> is that true in baltimore yeah he went to community college all right i remember listen, the story about him where he was but he would sell his picks and he would do this and to, to teams and then it became a thing. And, but again, man, you, you know, it's I've in all my years of watching football, you I've never, I've never seen somebody out the gate. The only one I could think of for us is Troy Aikman. Even Michael Irvin didn't even pan out until later. You know what I mean? So, and I, I mean, right, Keith, who else, what other first round pick that, that we got that was highly regarded Demar, I mean, Demarcus Ware. Demarcus Ware. Okay. Who else? Emmett Smith. Emmett. Emmett Emmett was, uh, yeah, Emmett. But wait, no, Emmett wasn't hyped up, though. But he was a first round pick. But he fell. I meant, like, like, you know, yeah. I think. But, but you know, you know what I mean? When everybody's like, oh, this is the next best thing, this is going to be the greatest player. Uh, you're I mean, right, you right, want right. to talk about, you want to talk about, well, Blair Thomas was taken before him, so you're right, bro. Then he wasn't the most hyped. Yeah. You want to talk about hype? Uh, I think the, in general, I think the Falcons are going to have to put more pressure on Kyle Pitts more than ever before with the with the news today as we record and Julio Jones getting traded to the Titans. Dude, I mean, you're down a gun. Something ain't right about that. I mean, what are we getting second round draft pick? I mean, I, right? Know, fourth I, round or whatever. Injured, man. They're dishing off a uh, they're dishing off a second round draft pick, a fourth, I believe, as well. But like again, that's a thirty two year old receiver who's still got plenty in the tank. I think, dude, uh, he was injured a lot of last year, though. He wasn't was he? he battled through injury last year? I, I think, yeah. that, you know, this year, you know, rejuvenated and dude, look at that offense. My God, on paper, on paper, you know, the be- one of the best running backs in football. And now AJ mm-hmm. Brown's one of the better receivers coming up. And now you supplement that with with Julio Jones. I mean. Ryan Tannehill's got himself a nice little squad Here's over my, there. I don't think – first of all, Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, okay? Quarterback. Fair, now, when I say fair. a better – he's a better passer than Tannehill. I know Tannehill can run and all that stuff. Let me tell you something. You're going to start seeing uh, Derrick Henry start to decrease because big backs like that don't last, man. I'm telling you. Look what happened to DeMarco Murray after how – like he retired when he was, what, 29? I, I mean, mean – Yeah, I mean – I mean, you're, he's a bruiser. We he's basically ran him into the ground, and then the, the like well, the he's been running himself. Or, it's what is he going on his fifth season of just running straight up well, high knees? Marion Barber, how long Look did he? Barber's last? another one, bro. I'm telling you, these yeah. these power backs. But in Barber's in Barber's defense, when we had him with, with the Dallas Cowboys, I feel like he was always supplemented. Like there was always a speedster to kind of break up the monotony of him just. Well, totally it was, downhill Julius, it was Julius Jones at first, right? And but then he no, then he pretty much. Was the guy, and then we and got then Felix when he Jones. became the guy. When he became the guy, he wasn't the guy. You know what I mean? Like it was. Yeah, I, I love watching him. I, me too. He's a truck. Oh, yeah, he was a truck. Absolute okay. truck. You know who else was uh, physical back? Was Keith's mom. Nah. She lasted what? <laughs> Twenty years. 
Damn, I saw that. I should have. I, yeah. I was almost. So I was almost going to intercept. Seriously that one. though, when you're 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 the way like an Earl Campbell, those type of runners, they're like Emmett yeah. Smith was was well rounded. He was elusive and he was a power. Barry Sanders was elusive. Walter Payton and Emmett were kind of similar with their power and elusiveness. But I was going to say when you're just depend, you're just depending on pure power. You're you're not you're only going to have five or six years in the league, man. I mean, this yeah. Well, true. if you go down the list, I mean, God, who who else can you come? Who could, who else can you think of? There really isn't, bro. Christian Aquai lasted what three, four seasons. I mean, yeah. These guys that I are mean, just look, it's very apparent. Like you've seen it in the league, like guys, like even. I mean, I I don't discredit because of injury last year, but like a guy like Christian McCaffrey, Mister Do It All. I don't know how many years he's going to be able to do it all. You know what I mean? Like. It's definitely a thing. Running backs definitely have them. Like, by the way, we, we also got to think about that with Zeke as well. We yeah. do. We do. You However, that does that does kind of segue me into our producer RJ Ochoa wants to know what we are most most excited about heading into this year. Now OTAs are happening. Training camp is like it's so close you can taste it. I know it's gonna. I, I believe it goes down the first week of July. So, like, guys are really starting to come into their own right now. They're getting the installs on the offensive defense, special teams, all that good stuff. You know, so we're right right now, I think we're in that that period where we're just going to have to, like, kind of wait and see before training camp starts. But we have been seeing a couple things in OTAs. Dak Prescott looks real good, you know, throwing the ball. It's it's a nice thing to see when he's, th- when he's connecting with Gallup and, and deep balls with C.D. Lamb. And Amari Cooper has been kind of obviously limited with the, the knee scope that he had in the off season. So he's kind of like, you know, on the sidelines watching, but there's a lot of optimism around pretty much every position. I mean, like the, the Cowboys. Offense- yeah. Cause it's OTAs and that's just what happens. Correct. Now again, I mean, you're seeing something good things in skeleton. You know what I mean? Like uh, I saw uh CD lamb made some good grabs, man. I mean, you want to see that battle between this is really great for the receiver and the corner. And, mm-hmm. and even, but again, it even benefits, you see more out of your defensive backs, which is why I'm still excited about the, this corner kid, because again, I mean, they do a timer, but Dak isn't getting any pressure. So it, it, the, the receivers and the, the receivers are, uh, have the advantage in these types of situations, right? Because nobody's, you know, there's no real pressure. He's got to get it off in three seconds or whatever the timer is. But there's yeah, no real pressure. It's definitely yeah. But when those corners period. are shutting down our receivers and and playing that way, that says a lot. I, I mean, that, that, that's optimistic. I haven't seen anything on um really. Have you on um, Kelvin Joseph? Have you? Just he he sat out the other day for an illness, um, not like COVID related or anything like that. Right, just, right, right. Sick, but nothing is jumping off the charts yet. It's really right. That's really, you know, starting. Yeah. To, you know what? You know what I saw though, and I thought that you one corner, man. We need that corner, and and if he's at and Diggs, I mean, look, well, that, Diggs is that, killing it too, man. Him, Diggs, that, and that's uh, what I'm and Rice are the two that good. are killing it. This is very good. So is Anthony Brown. Apparently, Anthony Brown's having a great camp. Uh, Anthony Brown is the one that got mossed by uh, CD Lamb, but look, that happens. CD Lamb's a yeah. very talented wide receiver. But I'm no, not Sturch, about I, I thought of you when I, I saw Jalen Smith. Um, <laughs> we got juked like three times or something. <laughs> Once by Zeke, I heard. Um, uh, I, you know, yeah, I guess that, he put a move you know on. Is? That was just. It's- you know what it is? It's yeah, that no, clean. It's that clean number nine jersey that's really going to start really yeah, making no, a play. It's better. not it, man. Again, it's. They, I used to hate that too in college when they they all ah. Oh, it's like oh, what? <laughs> I can't. You're taking stuff away from me. Well, I'm you just looking. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I was listening. Nice. 
But this was one of the writers. I mean, I didn't see it, but one of the writers was saying, I don't know what kind of drill it was, but it was just supposed to be like, a, I guess maybe you're, you just touch him or whatever. And he couldn't even, he couldn't even get him. It was like one of those where it was like, now, how do you guys feel about the fact that there was uh, apparently there was rumors going around that there was, there was calls on Leighton Vander Esch to be traded. Would you dish him on his contract here? If we could get something on him, I mean, yeah. Well, what, why not? What, yes. What's something to you that would be worth it? Uh, more than what uh, uh, Atlanta got for Julio Jones, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, um, you know, I don't know, Layton man. Was I mean, the first, if, Layton if was the first. Layton was the first pick. If we could do an even trade with somebody, but who's uh, going to do you know, that? I'm just I'm saying just there saying. was rumors that but there was rumors. His performance that, is his. He's been he's injury prone. His performance has been not the same at all since his rookie year. I mean, yeah, but again, if you're going to talk about if, if our guys know something and they, and they, and he's got some value and some other people do, then I, I would switch him for another linebacker. Well, I would well. take him for well. I, you bought up well, Julio Jones. I think a second round pick for Van, Vander Esch would be great I would too. I would too. I, that's listen, all. That's, I'm not. You can't listen, Brett. Uh, they're not going to. There's there's no such thing as a team looking for a linebacker that's going to trade a linebacker that we want another linebacker. Well, you, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can even de swaps like that. You know what I mean? That that happens. Yeah, I mean, if somebody's I mean, willing to, I guess if the fit is different and like he's a Dan Quinn guy, I you would know, say, so like, I would say maybe if like there was a D lineman, they had like too many D linemen, they need another linebacker, or another team. You know I, what I mean? Something I thought, like that because we could use another D lineman. They could do kind of switch like that. But you no, know, you know whose name? It was a beautiful thing. I was watching a press conference with Dan Quinn, and uh, he he without even being asked about it, he brought up the name Bradley and I, and it was such a beautiful thing to hear. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just one of those things where you're so like, okay, well we drafted this guy and we drafted this guy and this guy's coming back. Like you don't hear about this stuff. You do hear about it. I know Brett, you've mentioned this before that like DNs and like offensive linemen, they don't really go full throttle right now in OTAs. And that's totally, totally fine. I'm cool with that because look, if our offensive line is healthy right now, keep them upright. I totally agree. But I'm just saying it's a good feeling to know that we might have actual, actual depth on the D line this year that we could be happy about and run. So ab absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? So, so that's, you want to know what I'm most excited about? Well, I was that just going to say, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, let, Keith, let's go around. Let's, let's talk about what we're most excited about coming into. What, what are you circling on your paper as far as like really defensive really line, Carlos Watkins, um, what's the name? Uh, uh, the, the Brett urban, um, all these guys, these, these defensive linemen, I never really heard of until, they got to the Cowboys. The the guy from the Raiders, uh, what's his name? Basham. Yep. Him. I mean, you know, this that's what's getting me a little excited. I know they're not hitting or anything, but apparently, you know, they're quicker, they're in shape, they're understanding the system, Dan Quinn system, you know, and uh, they're quick off the ball. I'm excited. Uh, that's what I'm excited to see. I cannot wait to see the D this new D line. Because that's going to mean a lot. It's going to mean a lot to us. Yeah, both of you guys last year were very under the impression, not the impression, but you guys are very adamant on let the kids play. Let get these yeah. younger guys in there. Get yeah. those guys that don't get the reps. Get the guys that are not making trillions of dollars to mm -hmm. come in and make a and make a name for themselves. We got the depth now. We got those types of we players do. on the team outside of Demarcus Lawrence, who's making a, you know millions and millions of dollars. Other than that, there's not a lot of guys making that much money on that D line yeah. right now. You know what? You know what it reminds me of our defense too. It's like when you have a really good offense, right? Like when I say you have a good offense, you got a awesome running back, two great receivers, a great tight end, but the quarterback on on this certain team isn't that good. So it, it, as a fan, it's just like before Romo came along, that was always us. 
if you notice that, you know, we still had Emmett, you know, even, you know, Troy Hamburg was generic, but, you know, but we had Antonio, you know, Antonio Bryant, you know, we are uh, not, um, what's his name? Uh, the 88. Antonio so it Bryant. A, it was yeah. Antonio Bryant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Bryant, I mean, yeah. we had Joey Gallo. I mean, we had, we had the players, but we just didn't have every year. You think you're like, God damn, but Quincy Carter's our quarterback. Ah, but we got an old Vinny Testaverde. Oh, Keyshawn Johnson. Ah, oh, but we got it. You know, Drew, that's what's reminding me now of our defense. Because, because no matter how defense, excited the defense will keep it involved, you know, like no, no, how how excited I get about the defense, I keep thinking about our linebackers and it with with Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch, and it just brings me down a little bit because I know they're going to start them, and I know that they're I, I just do not have any faith in them anymore, and that's that's my thing with this. Now I know we have other linebackers that can jump in, okay? Mm-hmm. I know we got Parsons, you know, we got Cox, we got we got guys. But I just don't know how long it's going to take for them to be ready to get in there because that's what's that's what brings me down about our defense. But you're excited, at least the most excited thing that you're excited about is the defensive line rotation yes. that we got going yes. on. Yes. Okay. And I'm wor- I'm still worried about our linebackers, man. I I can't I couldn't agree with you more. I think the, unfortunately the paychecks the paychecks are going to dictate the playing time right away. So that's why Listen, you're going to there's only one. There's only one. St- Proven weak link right now, and or you know, with with Vander Esch and um and Jalen, like I said, we know what they're capable of, but the guys coming up, man. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm a little excited, man, especially with the Micah Parsons pick. I mean, I had no idea what a diverse. Uh, I mean, a guy like that is, and I'm not. Again, I'm not going to ever make the mistake of saying the style of play. So you're going to hold, like I said about uh, Noah, where you guys are like, oh. He's like Irvin. I'm not saying that, but when you get a guy that can come from the edge, play behind, you know, play play in the gaps, get into coverage, it's that's the huge, huge help for our defense, man. It's huge, and you know, and plus the kid is a fan, man. And so you're so you're more or less excited about the defense as a whole, or are you talking about Parsons in particular? No, I'm talking about our linebackers. I mean, I, I think I'm not like you said. You guys were more concerned with that. I am. Um, I, I think not- we drafted well. I think we picked up, and we all, don't forget about yeah. the other kid. Uh, Cox. Uh, yeah, Cox. But I no, mean, bro. But that's what. That's not what I, well, man, I understand what you're saying. But the, what makes me worried is I don't know if they're going to be ready right away. So, and I know what like Sturch is saying that you know you, the paychecks. These guys are getting paid, so we're going to see Smith, and okay. we're going to see uh, LVE, now, and that's what scares I, me. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. Okay, if they start, I, I agree with you on that. But I would just start them, but, right? Yeah, and I, I, I would hope. I mean, look, start that's what you, but 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 you look at Poe. Poe was a, was horrible last. He probably didn't even have a good camp. You had a young Gallimore that was hungry and wanted to get in there, and Poe what played before he got cut. He as soon as that there was a big drastic change in our defense once they took Poe out mm. and put Gallimore in there. And maybe and look how long it took them to do that because they were right. paying Poe. I was just going to say, I don't know if I'm in the business of like, let's wait and see, you know, like we're not going to, yeah. like, I understand they added another game to the schedule, but I'm not in that, that realm of thinking like, ah, oh, well, you know, we can wait like six weeks and if it's not panning out, we'll make the switch. Six weeks is a long, is, is not a long time in the NFL. Like I, you need to make an impact. I right never away. Got to make, all right. But uh, what I would do is I would start, I would start him out the gate. You know, or, or give them uh, our rookies. I'd, I'd start Cox and Parsons. I think everybody would at this point. Yeah, because no matter how bad they do, 
it's nowhere near as bad as what they what what happened to us last year. Now the reality is, if you got two young corners back there, two young linebackers in there, you know, we're look, we're going to alternate. It's not like they play every down anymore. We get these young guys. There's going to be. It's almost like a dirty dozen type. You know, the movie Dirty Dozen. It, it becomes camaraderie. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. We're all young. We're all going to grow up together. Let's go. And, and, you know, and I've seen that in other aspects. Like I know how we felt, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's, it's a generic comparison, but when all of us young guys got passed at the comedy store at the same time, we all looked at each other like, okay, we got to carry the torch, you know? Now who, now who are you referring to? I'm just curious. Huh? Me, Sebastian, me, Sebastian, Tripoli, um, Caparulo, Maj Gibrani. I mean, there, there was a bunch of us. But when you when you watch the documentary on that, Neil Brennan brings that up. Like he mentions us, but we did. We brought in that new blood, and you see that a lot, even with like a lot of defenses that that become a unit um, where they they all grow up together, they all start together. I, I just think that would be the move. I, I'm I, I misunderstood what you guys said. I'm in agreement. They are going to probably start Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. But if if that were me, I would say you guys, this ain't your spot anymore. You got to take it from these kids. And let those just it'll light a fire under them and, and get yeah. the team going as a unit. Would you would you I'll I mean that, that. that was my but I'm still excited about it though. Yeah, I'm still so excited basically, about it. So so Keith is on the defensive line, you're basically on the, the young defense as a whole. I can't wait to see them when they start knocking. And you know what? Look, especially up we got some young offensive linemen too, man, that that got some burn this season, which is very optimistic. That was the other point I was gonna bring up is that, you know, they were thrown into the fire just like Diggs was. There is no – you can't teach that in, in a classroom. That that just has to happen. Right. You know what I mean? It just – you have to you have to go through it. And a lot we had a lot of growing pains with, with, with those. But, you know, I am excited about our defense right now just to nope. see where it's at. I was not – I was optimistic last year, but I wasn't excited. I'm not as up, you know what I mean? I'm not as optimistic going into this season. I'm just excited to see what we have and how they roll. <sighs> the one yeah, thing I'm, I'm I'm also excited about, I can't wait to see what um uh special teams trick plays we have going into the <laughs> season. Like I'm I'm thinking like a like a, a like when it's third and goal, like a really <laughs> awesome fake punt with Cedric maybe run Wilson. The Philly, maybe run the Philly special yeah, back you know. out there in the flat. Listen. Yeah. No, you guys are. We better not be seeing this crap this year. I mean, that's you guys. We 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 brought this up. Why was Mike McCarthy 
you know, why is he like number one in Vegas to get you? We're forgetting some horrible calls last year. Horrible. And you know, him not, and and him not challenging. Right. Regardless of head coach stature, when an offensive coordinator calls a play, it's going through McCarthy's headset. So he has the, the power to say, what are you guys nuts? You know, but he didn't and he let it all happen. So Yes, that's that's definitely worrisome, and we'll figure that out. So you guys are on the defensive side of the ball. As far as I'm concerned, I, I'm actually going to the offensive side of the ball. The defensive side of the ball, it makes me excited because of the new blood, and I'm just like more under the impression of, okay, I'm, we're going to have to wait our turn to see these guys play. That's just me. I know that Van Esch and Jalen Smith are going to get their reps, and if they're not playing well, I don't know – you know, if if that call is going to be made where Quinn's like, look, Mike, you got to get these guys out of here or we're never going to succeed. Like, and if that's the case, great. And it happens, great, you know. But I truly believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that this is my my most exciting thing where I keep circling. You got Dak Prescott coming back and he and he's playing real well in OTAs and he, he's doing well and he's he's looking great and his ankle looks good. And then you got the young receivers, and you're by default, you're supposed to be excited about them. And of course, there's the tight ends. Blake Jarwin's on his way back. Uh, Dalton Schultz has been good. I tell you who I'm most excited about this year in particular is Ezekiel Elliott. And the reason why I say that is because he's not getting any, any, any press right now. He's not the only thing, only time he's popped up in the news is because he's getting sued because a dog bit somebody. All right. That's the only time you've heard about Ezekiel Elliott because. Mm-hmm. The focus is on A, the DAC contract, B, the DAC comeback, C, you know, you know, the receivers, young core receivers, and you talk about the offensive line. Nobody's talking about Ezekiel Elliott this year. And I think that's a blessing for the Dallas Cowboys and the media that we're not circling around saying, well, if Zeke doesn't get going, then you know they're they're gonna be screwed. You know, well, we'll have I, to rely I think, on the pass. I think he had a wake up call last year, anyways. You guys you didn't, you didn't hear what you didn't hear what happened last night at that dance club. What? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> God damn, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, I, my heart just like, like right, right out the way. But no, for real, I, I think that Ezekiel Elliott behind a capable offensive line, not just saying like the Dallas Cowboys offensive line is going to be the wall again. Right, you know starts, I mean? We get it. You're excited about Zeke. I just think that <laughs> but, he's got a chip on his shoulder. When you see all the reports that come out, top five running backs in the league going into 2021, top 10 running backs going into 20. He's nowhere to be found. He's nowhere to be found on these lists. Well, no, that's, but I'm saying that's good. I think that was his wake up call. I have a call to make. I might have, I might have a, I might be making the Luther Kirk call this this year. (laughs) Cause I'm me. I'm uh, Jaquan Hardy, the guy. I remember I said this guy, Jaquan yeah, you Hardy. Got a, you you like, sure I do have wait. a Hardy on for him. I'm so like, far. man, I can't wait to see him. I haven't heard anything about him in OTAs. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. So if anyone knows anything about this, I want to know how he's doing, man. Like a missing persons report? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, the running game is the is the forgotten talked about piece right now. And I think even what there was last week, I don't know if you guys read this, Tony Pollard lined up as a receiver, like not like out of motion, out of the backfield. He lined up and played with the receivers. So now you have a versatile running back in Tony Pollard that could possibly look. I know there's we're down some numbers because of injury. And that makes sense to like kind of try guys out. It's OTAs. It's not that big a deal. But like Zeke is going to be that workhorse again. And I truly believe behind a healthy offensive line that the, the kid, he just looks better. He's on notice. 
And we said it earlier in this show, the running back lifespan is not very long when it comes to the NFL. And I think that Zeke has a lot to prove this year, especially because he got paid all that money last year. So he really needs to start dialing it up. Just Wait, I, I, I'm, I'm confused, Sturge. Are you excited about Zeke? <laughs> So you you know what who I did read about was uh, a little uh, bit the Rico Daddle Daddle how do you say his last name Daddle I always say Dalde like Daddle it's D O W D L E Daddle Rico Daddle but apparently he's doing really well so every year I'm your I'm your approving teacher face you just made you went apparently he's I'm just I'm just saying you know Jaquan Hardy you know I thought I thought Rico would have been and you know what he asked for extra credit assignments and I'm very proud of him (laughs) you see his teacher face that he made I did I did see that that was really good But look, mother should be very proud of him. He's doing excellent. So yeah, I guess he's doing. He they're they're lining him up in special teams. I mean, he's taking that third running back responsibilities. That's what they're saying, and you know, slot receiver reps and all that stuff. So, so Hardy Har Har is gonna find himself. It's gonna be. A, oh, I got my fantasy name, the Hardy Boys. There it is. Hey, that's oh, it. true. <laughs> hey, uh, no, but I'll say something else that I'm 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 liking a lot, and I know it sounds corny. But um, I don't know if you ever see the mic that they have set up when the Cowboys, when they're leaving, they all yeah, go. Yeah, I watched it yesterday. And then watching some of the OTAs as well. I, I love how focused Dak is. And I also love, like when he walked by the mic, he's just like, Cowboy fans are the best fan. And he just kept going. You know, everybody's yeah. like, oh, Zeke went up. And everybody's joking around. But even the way he's running the 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 offenses there, when you watch the highlights of it, um, you know, he's, he's very focused. He's very amped up and, and he's, and you could tell he's getting the team. He's like, I think he's stepping up, you know, as a leader, which he always was, but you know, there was always that, you know, I think, look, I think uh, you know, sometimes they say money changes people. I think he really, really feels like this could be the, you know, look, and well, he no, better, he better feel that way. Right. But I'm he saying, like, I, I think he's feeling the pressure where it's like, okay, how many more times am I going to have this quality of team around me? You know what I mean? Like guys leave all the time. You may not have these three receivers next year. You know, you may not have the two tight ends you're going to rock with. You might not have the offensive line you have. Do you guys think this is a question, Keith, you, you, you can go with this answer first if you want. It don't matter. But do you think that his contract was a blessing in disguise? Because now we were forced to cut a lot of those overpaid, which we probably would have cut them anyways defensive players and being forced to play with younger guys you know, guys that aren't paid that much. Hmm. Do you think that that ends up being a blessing? Uh, Well, we didn't re-sign Alden Smith. Right. But I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying we lost a lot there. There. I think what he's trying to say is, I think what he's trying to say is with the new contract, the Cowboys were big free agents. Right. So with the contract, you know what I mean? Yeah, with the contract, the Cowboys were forced to go younger and forced to go cheaper, and and that and that could spell a recipe for a, a good hungry team. Because you know I mean? like, last year, if they listen, my brother, we both said the same thing. I'm tired of these overpaid uh, free agents. I don't. I, I, who's panned out? 
I don't know. No. I mean, you would have no. to like really like sit I mean, down. All and them played well. All of them played good this year. Yeah, he but that was like good. that was like four million dollars. That wasn't. Yeah, like that was nothing. Like he was he was yeah. he was playing to get paid next contract. That's why. Yeah. right. And now he finds himself out of the league again, which stinks, you know, for him. But like, it doesn't seem like he's going to be anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, because- I'm saying, and, and and you know, look, I'm going to say something else. I'm going on or record. Sign with the Raiders, but whatever. I'm going on record. Not and, I, and I gauge everything in my quarter of a century of doing stand-up com- comedy. I can always tell trends by the audiences before anybody sees it. Right. These younger 20-somethings are a special group of kids. They're not like their millennial predecessors. They're n- they're more focused. I can't explain it. They're they're more they're they're they have Arvin. a better work ethic in a sense. They don't cry as much like like Sturch's generation does. Oh, whoa, wait, whoa. First of all, they're yeah, younger yeah. than me. So they're, they're like 15 years younger than me. That's like yeah, I'm saying generations. your generation, you're a millennial. No, I'm not. What are you? I'm not I'm like after I'm right before that. Whatever so, that oh, is. So this is your generation we're talking about. My generation of people. Yes, oh, my generation. Yeah, they're they're, they're better. The they're hustling. They're hustlers. Yeah. Yes, okay. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with the fact that these guys are coming in there with chips on their shoulders and, and, and just they're going to take pride in the fact that they're wearing the star this year. And I think that this this team, look, I know last year, me especially just me and Brett going into the season, we thought this defense on paper was something to be special. And look, and, and on paper they were, you know, but like it was, you know, Keith took the whole wait and see approach, turned out to be, he turned out to be right, very, very right, <laughs> you know, and and now we're under that same kind of threshold where it's a wait and see, but it's optimism because we didn't have to. We didn't have to sign nice, a Don Perry nice. Poe this year. But the other, th- yeah, that's that. But the thing is, I had him at what eleven and five. Key we, all we, all, we all did. Yeah. So I mean, how we were all optimistic. I mean, this was a, a cluster, a cluster f word, uh, dumpster fire, and you know, again. I, oh, and when I was in Texas, there was a whole table full of Green Bay Packer fans. There, we started talking. And they're like, good luck with McCarthy, you know? I got and the same thing. I work with a, I work with a, a Green Bay Packer fan who said what, – What did we pick up? What do, what, what do we got running the team? We don't even know. I, I I am fully under the impression that – that I mean, this is – it's not a hot take because I'm sure most people actually agree with me that Kellen Moore is in the Jason Garrett pipeline. Yeah. That, that's that's going to be the move eventually where if McCarthy comes out flat again with one of the highest-powered offenses on uh, paper. What was McCarthy's best seasons with – um When they won the Super Bowl. But was that his best season? Because he, he, he's lucky yeah, well, he here's got the thing. Here's the thing he's with lucky the Green- he even got in the playoffs that year. He was a here's wild the, card. Barely right, got here's, in. Here's the thing with the Green Bay Packers. They're always competitive. Always. There was never a year where you were like, oh, well, you know, it's because of McCarthy. They might not make the playoffs. They had Aaron Rodgers and they were going to make the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's were, the thing. Well, right there, bro. I mean, the one well, year that's he have, That's what we have to start thinking about saying. No, the one year he didn't, but the one year he didn't have Aaron Rodgers when he was injured, they only made the play. I think they made the uh, playoffs that year at eight, seven and one because Matt Flynn, you don't remember, he came in the Texas or. AT&T Stadium and beat us after we were up 26-3. And it was like they were losing. That was like their they, they started their win streak right there with Matt Flynn, which was two games. And then Aaron Rodgers came in at the end and won. To, but he he almost did not have a good season because Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. But, but that's, but that's but, what I'm trying to say. Now we have the same scenario where we can say, or we will be able to say, despite our head coach, we still have Dak and he's going to win some games being yeah, Dak. I don't Prescott. know, man. 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's it, the the it's about decisions too. And like I said, you guys brought up his Super Bowl year, the mirror, the the second miracle in the Meadowlands, they call it. If it wasn't for that, Green Bay would have never made the playoffs. If the Giants didn't blow a thirty-five to fourteen lead to the uh, to the Eagles, the Packers would have never made the playoffs that year. Fair. Now, I would say his best season was the season where they almost what were they fourteen and two when the Giants beat him mm-hmm. in the. Divisional play. Maybe that was his best season, but still, there were questionable calls he was making during that game right. that they lost. So I meant, you know, it does scare me a little bit. I'm not going to lie, man. I'll have to get a. I'll have to get no, Chris, does, Chris Gucci well, on here one day. What's that? I said I'll have to get Chris Gucci on here one day. He's Gucci. the biggest Packers fan I know, and like he knows all about Mike McCarthy. That, that, well, that's well, what well, we. He was the times he was tested <clears> last year, last season. He failed. He failed, including the challenge that Brett always brings up in the Giants game. And and what pissed me off about that, he didn't even come out and say, oh, you know what? I made a mistake. He stuck to his guns. Yeah, it's he like, couldn't dude, even just say it. it. Yeah, well, look, it, it, it'll be an interesting, interesting season. He's got a phenomenal team on paper offensively. He's got a, a, a defense that has been built by Dan Quinn, literally from scratch almost, minus Demarcus Lawrence and like Trayvon Diggs. You have a defense built from scratch, so we'll see how that plays out. But we're obviously excited about some certain things, certain aspects, as OTAs have come and gone. Uh, they have training camp you know, on its way. So, again, staying healthy is the name of the game. Hopefully all these yeah. guys, they get their rest and they don't get in any trouble. Go ahead. Hey, Sperchi, uh, quick question, though. Uh, I know it's a different sure. team. Is there any – because I know you're more on to the other sports as well. Any mm-hmm. – uh, Rumors going on with uh, Aaron Rodgers where he might be going or no, there's nothing going on. Listen, I just like you talked about Mel Kuyper in the beginning where it's like he's just like the biggest talking head in the world. Mm-hmm. The NFL is in a dead period right now where OTAs aren't that exciting. So there's going to be a lot of people that just want to talk, talk, talk just to get their names out there. You have to be an absolute fool to actually trade Aaron Rodgers for anything. I don't care if they gave you three first round picks. You just don't trade the guy, one of the best players in the NFL. You just don't do it. Because if the Packers trade away Aaron Rodgers, they're not even a playoff team. They're not even going to sniff the playoffs. That's how much he is to that organization. Okay, that's how, uh, but I didn't ask that. I said, is there any rumors on where he might no, be going? No, there's no, there's this no, is, no, this is what I, this is my opinion. And this is what I think. I think if he gets, and I don't know if they already found the host for Jeopardy yet, but I think if he gets the, <laughs> to be the host of Jeopardy, that he's he retiring. Might. He might. He might. That's what I think. Because why wouldn't he? I mean, that's a. I mean, You're how right. long did Trebek do it? Do that for? I mean, he wants. He likes the attention. Years. He likes being in the limelight. I mean, he's only going to play the NFL if he. You know, how many more seasons? If he can have that job and for not the next get, thirty years, he will be that anymore. That's what yeah. I think he's waiting for, man. Otherwise, I don't we'll think see. he's going to leave Green Bay. We'll see. But the you, Jersey you Boys. He's, wait, hold on. I just want to. <laughs> so you think he's waiting on his Jeopardy contract? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Listen, man. It, but it I might be true. This. So I always hey, say this. As he's much already as made I the love, money in the NFL. He's got mm. a Super Bowl. Why not? Right. As much as I loved Romo, and as much as I wish he 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 got a Super Bowl, this saved his life. And I'm glad he's in the booth making money and not killing himself. And I think Aaron Rodgers, like you said, I was gonna say, if he didn't have a Super Bowl, maybe. But that's not a bad theory, bro. I might I might buy into the uh the <laughs> yo. You know, you know what else, too, I want to say before you close out, mm. and this could be for another topic. Philip Rivers, if he gets in the Hall of Fame, Romo 
needs to get in the Hall of Fame because they're already talking Phillip about Rivers. Philip Rivers being a Hall of Famer. That's bull crap. No, nah, I don't think I'm so sorry, man. I mean, please. He had he had uh, Ladanian no. Thomas in him. He had so he was surrounded his whole career and could never get to his Super Bowl. Man, Romo pretty much carried that freaking team. <laughs> so that's a, definitely yeah, a conversation did he ever for get another to a champ- time. AFC yeah. Championship game. I uh, I don't even I uh, know. I don't think he no, even came right? in. Never, I don't think so. I mean, no, they might have lost. They might have lost. I'm not sure. That- I'm not sure if he was the court. I'm not sure if he was the quarterback when LT went. Uh, I think they lost it, or they. I'm not sure. I'm I not think. Sure. I think I looked it up before, not before a couple weeks ago. I think he only has one more playoff win than Romo. That's it. I was going to say because then their, their careers could be comparable. But where right. are they in, in the all-time passing? Romo's ahead of him, isn't he, or no? I, I think know. Rivers I think is ahead of him. I think Rivers is ahead of him because he just played a couple more years. That's all. He played more years. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. in any event. The Jersey Boys podcast, very excited as OTAs wrap and as training camp makes its way. Uh, Brett, got any dates coming up, man? I know you just did Austin. Uh, you want to plug away? I'm back in Texas. I go back Wednesday and Thursday. I'll be at the Vulcan. I'm doing um, – and then Friday and Saturday, I'm in Corpus Christi, and then Sunday, I'm in San Antonio. Look at you, man, doing the rounds doing in nice Texas. Texas oh, that's run, good, man. man. Everything's love, getting back bro, open. I love Texas. I love That's it. my favorite state. If I didn't have Dude, family, direct awesome. family, I'd be there already. So it's awesome. With that being said, first search, Dave Sergio, and for <laughs> for Brett Ernst and Keith Ernst, this has been another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>